on today's episode of Sipping on a 40, we just talked to Nick Bondi and we avoid all Green Bay Packers questions, okay? Uh, I'll confront the issue another day. Can't do it right now. I can't do it right now. Why do these things happen to me? Aaron Rodgers, why you got to do this on April 29th, 2021? Loyalty. Loyalty. That matters, right? That matters. And now I'm in a time in my life where I question not only others' relationship with loyalty, but my relationship with it. I'm now thinking of the craziest of things, things I don't think about ever, and it's because of what I heard earlier from Aaron Rodgers and his outlook on where he wants to be with the Green Bay Packers, and this is a hockey podcast, right? Can we just do that? Let's talk to Nick Bondi. What the fuck are we doing? Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. It's draft season, okay? A a lot of things going on in my life with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers because of the NFL draft. But hey, Vancouver, it's it's that time again. You got to get excited for not just the draft, but the draft lottery. Is there a chance that this is the season where the Vancouver Canucks, your Vancouver Canucks, get the first overall pick? You just said it. 12 games. 12 games left. (laughs) These are going to be some fucked up games. if God is just, if, <laughs> if, if God is, is, a, is a fair, sentient being, he would reward the Vancouver Canucks for suffering the worst outbreak of COVID-19 in North American professional sports with the first overall pick. Whoa. And it would just be it would just be a very also Canucks thing to have the first overall pick in a draft in probably the most uncertain draft in NHL history. There's no oh, clear man. consensus kind of top. Oh. Hit. Come on, Bondi. Like why you gotta, why you gotta ruin the party? Why you gotta ruin the party? Hey, look, I forgot about that. I forgot about <laughs> that. That's the one thing. That's the one thing about winning the draft lottery this season. It would happen to the Vancouver it's a, Canucks. It's, it's, it's the draft this year is going to be way more of a crapshoot than any other. <laughs> oh, OHL doesn't even play a season. So how can you properly? You're, you're watching like Kate from last year for these OHL guys. You know why you gotta ruin it, Bondi? Like young athletes, I just change so much in a year. Why you gotta look, ruin this it? Is the, this is the Vancouver Canucks. We have to be honest with ourselves. This is the history of the franchise. This is what they're known for. Okay, come on, man. Come on, dude. This no way, dude. I can't believe we went there. We got to bring it back, okay? We got to get excited for this draft no matter what. Have you heard of any of these players? Like what what player can change the franchise? What player can do it? Well, at? Hey, how about getting excited for the the possibility of Quinn Hughes's brother? Getting drafted That's what I was going to say, Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes. Let's Luke go, Hughes. buddy. Let's go. Let's go. What does he do? What does he do? What type of player is this dude? Like, Google him right now. Luke Hughes. Look, I- I'm looking him up right now. Look, <laughs> okay. I haven't done my research for the draft, but I'm looking it up right now. Okay. And he plays for University of Michigan, just like Quinn. Okay. Okay. Like, it would be. It would just be cool to have the other Hughes so brother cool. on, let's just on do the it. Canucks. Yeah, let's just and do probably, it. And you know what? It'd probably help keep Quinn Hughes around for a bit. <laughs> oh, oh, yo, on the cheap, too. Come on, yo. Let's get Luke Hughes. Let's get Luke Hughes. I feel as if, you know, he would take a discount. 100%.
What are you gonna do? There's Glenn? also there's also I remember here. reading about this uh, Grant Clark guy. He plays over in Slovakia. He had to play over in Slovakia this season because of COVID. But this guy's like a super touted prospect. He's like top five in all the drafts. Okay. Uh, okay. De- defenseman six two. Defenseman. Yo, that's yeah, what I, I, th- I think the Canucks. If it's if it's up to them, and I you know you you can argue like best player available or whatever, but I think they take a defenseman. That's probably what they're gonna have to go with, right? Like that's the most pressing need. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Okay, we got to switch up the beat here, okay? This was a hard club type beat called Molly. <laughs> I don't know. Molly. I forgot about that. I forgot about that from Blank Beats. Maybe I don't even, I don't should, even know if we're allowed to play, use that. Maybe we should play a uh, Coltar beat. A Coltar beat? Of, uh, yeah. Well, damn, if I had a Our Coltar instrumental. A million, do I million, have a Coltar a instrumental clicks, here? A million listens. Yeah, Coltar got bounced, man. What, what, what is one of your favorite Coltar got bounced records? Um, pro- I honestly really like his most recent one. I feel like the one come back. Can't stop me in my tracks. I feel like a drug on that. Breathe inside my lungs. I don't know what to do when you talk to me, baby. My power's itching, maybe. I want to let it, baby. Just run when you tell me I'm the one. Always on a run. Oh man! The so one that got yeah, that one, that one. Survivor, you know, I, I, I listened. I listened. Yeah, I listened to the last episode with Bakey, and he's talking about you know driving around like I think it's Nova Scotia somewhere. Like yeah. I, I get kind of a similar vibe. Like it just takes you to a happy place. It, for me, it takes me to like you know chilling with my friends by a lake somewhere, nice summer weather. Hey, it, it's that type of record, right? It's it's a hit. It's a hit. The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Check the scoreboard, and I'm going to say for the third time on record, that song's going to blow up again. You know what I'm saying? I feel as if it has another peak in it. That's all I'm saying, okay? That's all I'm saying. I I really feel that. Coltar got bounced. Shout out to you. I I do got an instrumental here. Another single that just came out, Peace of Mind. We'll put that in the background. What what else could this team be excited about, Bonnie? Give us something else, okay? Other than than the possibility of getting a top prospect, what else can we be excited for going into 2022? Because I don't see anything, really, because it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, man. We saw what a cap hell team did this year, and it was yeah. bad. Yeah, I, I share your yeah, I share your pessimism in a lot of ways. It's uh, I don't think, you know, next year is going to be very slimmer in the sense that I don't think connects to make the playoffs next season. I think that you still have to take another year to try and rebuild or just kind of retool this roster into being a, a playoff, you know, caliber type team that can consistently, you know, make the playoffs. And that's that's the first step. Uh, Cole in looked pretty good tonight. I mean, that's. Uh, oh, I didn't watch a, the game. I didn't watch oh, the game again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, Cole in looked pretty good tonight. I mean, that's if you want to think about you know, bright spots in the future. Now, his long-term feature with with a team, I, I don't know, maybe he's a bottom six guy. Maybe, you know, one of, like a Niels Hoaglander, mill six forward, it's probably his ceiling. But he, he looked pretty good. But I think you got to talk and It's going to take some, I think it's going to take some creative maneuvering to, to get this team to where I think fans want and rightly deserve Change. for this team to be, which is, change. I, you know, I, I, it's a team that, can consistently not only make the playoffs, but potentially, you know, one year go on a deep run if everything goes right, because that's what you need in the modern day NHL to, yeah. to go on a run. You know, that, that 
Look at the look at Washington. Washington's probably the perfect example. Year after year, they made the playoffs, had good teams, and then one year everything broke right for them, and, and they finally get through and win the cup. And I think that's if you're building a team, that's kind of the model you want is a team that consistently every year, you know, has a chance to win. And one year yeah. it's, it's going to all break right for you. Yeah, and that's that's what this that's what this city deserves. That's what Vancouver deserves. This market deserves the passion that comes from here. It, we deserve it. We deserve it. We brought up revenue sharing earlier. Vancouver does a lot for the Arizona Coyotes, okay? And the Florida Panthers. You know what I'm saying? It's time yeah. for Vancouver to watch hockey again. Happily. Real talk. And I want it to happen now. But again, I just don't see that happening in 2022. Now you brought up Cole Lind. It's going to have to happen with guys like that. A lot of change has to happen. And the only way I see change happening is through internally. Real talk. Because, again, a lot of money is going to be freed up this year, but it's going to be spent right away in the right places with Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson. You're going to need those cheap, 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 cheap entry-level deals or just minimum deals with your AHL players to do something. And Cole Lind is, is somebody that's going to get a look right now, obviously, and someone that a lot of people have been talking about, but the hype it may be one of those moral victory type of hypes, right? I think that's what yeah. you know we've always, always been accustomed to. And you said something earlier about Hooglander, and how his ceiling. And I've heard this a couple times. I've heard this with Bagsy too. Is like this top nine, middle six forward. Yeah. I do feel like there's a good chance that he progresses into a Jay Gensel type of player. Where nah, with the good player, with a great player, he's on your top line and he's doing things. I just yeah, see that. yeah that 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 seems to be the ceiling for me for Hoaglander as well you know a complimentary piece you know he's not gonna you know he's not a play driver he's but a not great a guy you, can... you, you don't think there's you don't think there's a, such a thing as a complimentary play driver I think he's that type of player like he's no I, that's what I'm trying to say he's, okay. one, he's one of those type of guys like he like a Jake Gensel who if you put him beside a, a good player you, you can you can you can put up results uh mm -hmm. in, in terms of this the general future of this team going back to the other point um uh, you know, Rick Dollywell reported today that Travis Green could have, you know, has gotten a contract offer from the Vancouver Canucks. And cool. but, but, but to me, there's there, there's a difference between you know at getting a, a legitimate contract offer and just you know, okay, let's offer this guy a contract to save face, so we don't look like we just let him walk for nothing, a la Judd Brackett, right? Because they, they did technically offer a contract to Judd Brackett, but it was very late. Okay, let's offer him a deal. So it looks like we're trying to keep him type thing. That's what, that's why we're about with a guy like Travis Green. It's just a, they, they're offering him a contract right now. Okay, here, take it or leave it type thing. It's just kind of lowballing him. Yeah. And in terms of Jim Benning, I think he's back, man. <laughs> I, I like, Damn. I think it, it is, it's a situation hey, where- Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> I think I remember reading a report for somewhere like Francesco Aquilini wants the cheapest GM coaching combo in the national hockey league. what report is this that's hilarious i think i think it might have been i think it might have been another rick dollywell report uh, on his new show Ooh, so that, that's the okay. situation and i think frank look i would love for like a big a really highly respected guy to come in like a chris mcfarland you know assistant gm for the Colorado avalanche that'd be our one choice for next connects gm but i think francesco aquilini ownership ha have a reputation now where if you're want to be a serious GM, if you're a serious GM candidate, do you really take this job without, you know, guarantees that you know, they're not going to have their hands in the cookie jar, so to say? 
do you take this job without you know some a sort scary of job to have vancouver right it's a scary yeah. job to have with aquiline do you do do you take this job without you know a trevor linden type president of hockey operations or just a general president of hockey operations with not there so or you, you i think you do t- you take it if there is a president of hockey operations job there so you know that that guy can be the buffer that's wow. the only situation and if they're not going to hire a guy like that then I think Jim Benning stick around because again, it's a, wow. it's easier to keep the guy. It's easier to keep the guy, you know, than to, to find a, a new person on the cheap. And someone will always take the job on the cheap, right? There's only, there's only 32, there's only 32 of these jobs in the league. Like they're highly covered in that respect, but for a serious GM candidate, you know, they're going to want some assurances. And I don't know if you can get them from this ownership group right now. And on that note, I'm mad again. I'm upset again. <laughs> it it shouldn't get in the way of your fans, though. Your diehard fans. Fans of an organi- organization that's been around for half a century, you know? And it's, it's embarrassing to know that seven to eight years of absolute, absolute waste when it comes to watching any glimpses of successful hockey is yeah just just not there it's not there i'm just lost for words i can't even put a sentence together knowing that jim benning is probably going to be the gm of the vancouver canucks next season let's end on this note you know maybe that contract offer that yes maybe that contract offer that was offered to travis green in his eyes wasn't you know as lucrative as he thinks he deserves but hey you have to look at sports being a results-oriented business Maybe he hasn't had the best pieces. No, no, for sure he hasn't had the best pieces. Jim Benning is running that team. But hey, it's not as if he's going to have the best leverage in, in this negotiation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that, that's a good point as well. But I I think Travis Green has a reputation around the National Hockey League as being a good guy who can <laughs> develop talent for you. So say, hey, look. Under Travis's, I've, I've said this before, under Travis's Greens watch, Vancouver Canucks had three straight Calder nominees with one of them winning it in Elias Paris and one guy coming pretty close in Quinn Hughes, right? Like, If you're going to give, had... give Green that, you have to give Benning that too, though, don't you think? You have to. Well, yeah. That's Why, why do you think he's still around? Yeah, very true. If he, if he doesn't, if Jim very Benning true. does not draft Elias Patterson in 2017, he's probably not here right now. Right, like let's let's be honest, let's be real. Yeah, you're right. Let's he doesn't, be honest, if he, let's if he be doesn't hit real. that Elias Patterson pick out of the park, Jim Benning's not here right now. But I think you know people people can see. Uh, I think people around the league see Travis Green and say, "Hey, this guy can develop young talent." If you're a team like the Anaheim Ducks, who have a bunch of young talent coming in, who need a coach who can you know take that team to the next level or develop those young pieces, it's not even about winning. Yeah, because you know the, the the book on Travis Green being a good you know coach to win you hockey games to take you on a deep run. Yeah, that one run in the bubble is kind of still out to be honest. But to develop talent, he, he's great for that. Uh, one thing I'll always give Travis Green credit for is I don't know if you remember this, but when Elias Patterson w- was coming over from Sweden, dominating the Swedish Elite League here, what was the big talking point around him in that training? Yeah, camp? moving him oh, from wing to center. Mo- 
move him to center. Oh no, he can't start. He can't. He doesn't know how to play center. He's got to play on the wing first with Brandon Sutter, and Brandon Sutter has to teach him how to be a responsible NHL player. And then he can move the center. And Travis Green pretty much said, "No, fuck that. Like this guy's obviously good enough. We'll play him at center right away." Yeah. And the rest, as they say, is history. Right? It changed the trajectory of this team. So I always give Travis Green pay for that. I think people around the league take notice uh, over something like that. Yeah, just given his elite players talent, uh, not not talent, but opportunity to do something right away. And Travis hasn't gotten the results, and that ultimately is not going to give him, in my opinion, a very lucrative offer from this ownership group. But another thing, that, a thing about him that I think I respect is, well, I know I respect it, is his ability to defend his team and send that message confidently through the media and you know some people may not like it when he doesn't give long long answers and kind of brushes off questions but it just it's the way he does it and at the end of the day he's defending his team and i think he does it the right way and that's that gets you respect he does it well too he's very very in my opinion great behind the mic and maybe that's just what it looks like besides jim benning's mic work and his relation with the fans his connection with the fans but hey it works for me and that's important that that coach that comes into vancouver has to be able to communicate with the media with the people and i know that's important because of again what we've seen from the top and how they fucking go to the media. it's just it's all over the place you want some clarity and travis green in my opinion gives that well look most people look like william shakespeare compared to, to jim benning and the way he, he communicates right uh-huh. so it's it's not a, not a high bar to clear but I agree with that point. Look at what happened last night after the game against uh, Ottawa. He mm-hmm. comes out and he, he defends his players, saying this is not a COVID thing. This is just you know you can you can win NHL games. You can play. You put out a better effort while being tired. And he he, he knows as well as anyone like what this team has been through because he went through it himself with COVID nineteen, yeah. right? So uh, I I respected the way he, he defends his team, and you're right. I think he earns a lot of points in the locker room because of that, and. Again, though, like twelve games left, mm-hmm. it, we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot more a lot more games like this. I think against the Leafs. No, one hundred percent, man, one hundred percent. Okay, well, we'll we'll leave you alone now. We had Reve running in the background with peace of mind. I, I think Bondi has to give us one Nelly Furtado song to sign off to. What's that gonna be? Okay, um, come on. Try, it's gotta be. It's gotta be one of the songs she did with Timbaland, right? Like it's, it's gotta, gotta be, be anything, anything, bro. She's got gems yeah, across what, the board. What's 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 the Nelly Furtado song where she references Steve Nash? That, that's the one it's I always like, play. Promiscuous, and, man. We gotta pick something oh, else. Okay, yeah, that's that. Oh, we can't play that one. Come on, we always play it. We already always okay, play it on this yeah. damn show. Okay, that's fine. But that was that was gonna be my choice. Yeah, now yeah fair enough. You, now you just gotta remember. Just hum something out, okay? It's Nelly Furtado, and remember, we're not allowed to do this, but. If you're listening to this Nelly Furtado, we're just trying to, we're trying to give you your due. While oh, okay. the industry's growing here, because I think she's a fucking MVP. Nelly Furtado's a okay, fucking legend. Okay, okay, okay. I, I got one. I got one. Okay. All good. What's that song? All good things oh, come to oh, an end or something. Like that? Yeah, I'm that's a that jam. One. That's that a jam. That's like a record that right there. Okay, we're gonna end on that note. Again, we played some Reve in the background. We talked about Survivor, both produced by Colt. I got bounced. Shout out to Coltar got bounced. We'll give him another round of applause. Might as well, right? Absolutely. Might yes. as well. Might as well. Speaking of round of applauses, go get the Nux Misconduct Network wherever you listen to hockey podcasts. Power of the towel this week with Daniel Wagner, aka Pass It the Bullis. Uh, can you give us a, 
a, a little tease on who's going to be your next guest? You want to tell the people about that, Nick Bondi? Uh, it's it's not confirmed yet, Ooh. but uh, hopefully in, in the next couple of days. Okay. okay. Maybe someone from the next misconduct website. I'm I'm not too sure yet. Oh, but, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. We're going to work on it. Nuxmisconduct.com. Again, go get the network wherever you listen to podcasts. Make your hockey life a little bit better. My name is Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. If you like books, go check me out on What the Fuck You're Reading on TikTok. Podcast coming sometime. Sometime in the future. It's, it's, it's working. It's working. Go read some fucking books. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace. Honestly.